Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host, and joining me today is Alec Rooney. He's the news editor for Christian Action Network. Also joining us is Patty Perucci. She is a freelance writer for the organization. Out in Columbus, Ohio, is our chairman of the board, David Carroll, who's an attorney. And he will help guide us from possible some legal questions here. And we also have Michael who is our producer joining the show and running things. So anyway, welcome one, welcome all. Normally we have Pastor Jason Bender as the co-host of the show, but we're taping Wednesday tonight because yesterday was Tuesday. It was Valentine's Day. And uh, so we moved it to Wednesday, but Wednesday is the day that he actually has a church service. So standing in is why we have Patty Perucci with us, but Hey, there's no loss there. Patty has got some great ideas, and she's always a great contributor to the show. So we're always excited to have her back. The pressure's on. Wow, now. thank you. I know. But <laughs> some pressure. Now you got to perform. All right, so I want to start this program off with the theme, Satanism is trending in America, because you know why? It is. It's trendy. It's trendy to be a Satanist, right? So at the Grammy Awards in February, so not too many days ago from when we're taping this, Singers Sam Smith and Kim Petras had a performance of a song called Unholy, and they dressed up as, I don't know, Satanists, I suppose, if anybody watched it. He had horns. He had horns. And he was all red. Senator Ted Cruz called it evil, and Megyn Kelly described it as celebrating Satan. And it did not go unnoticed by a lot of Christians out there that this was quite offensive, and they wrote some letters to the FCC complaining. No surprise there. One of the viewers said this, It was wrought with evil imagery and depicted devil-worship acolytes writhing around on the floor, virtually (laughs) naked and in cages. It was broadcast on live television, and I cannot believe that CBS allowed it. Well, I don't know about that. I can. Nowadays. I totally can believe it. <laughs> I think CBS. I think uh, they ate it up. They loved it. If it was a Christian performance, you know, celebrating Jesus Christ, and oh, they allowed yeah. that, then oh, I think I would be surprised. There would be all kinds of people triggered by that. And sponsored by Pfizer, don't forget. <laughs> uh, really? The whole thing no was wonder. sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> now, that's good to know. Yep. So elsewhere, Satanists in Idaho in February hosted a gender-affirming ritual at the state capitol. So some more Satanism going on out that way. The group calls itself Satanic Idaho, and they boast, we support autonomy for LGBTQ plus people, especially with the support of their medical doctor. And to top it off, The Satanic Temple, which is based in Salem, Massachusetts, announced that it will be hosting SatanCon in Boston at the end of April. And the goal of that group is to place after-school Satan clubs in elementary schools. We've been over that. So this is kind of like trending, right? So, you know, you got the, the Satanists coming after the kids in the elementary schools. You know, did you get a chance to watch the Sam Shepard performance on Grammys? Anybody here? I saw no. about yeah, five just a recap of it. The, the on the oh on um on the Super Bowl or no oh. the Grammys? Oh, okay, no. It I also had a I lot of transgender themes plus Satanism. Well, my point that I wanted to make was at the end of his song called "Unholy," that performance got a standing ovation. Did it? 
from the people in the crowd. I mean, they were up there, you know, clapping. It was like the greatest thing they had ever seen. And they're cheering on Satan. Well, the sign was probably flashing and saying, get on your feet. <laughs> Stand up. Or, or you will burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm well, not sure they need a sign. Isn't the song about, like, people cheating on each other, like adultery and things like that? At least that's what I heard. But Well, Martin, you and I had a little discussion about this, and I, I wonder what everyone else thinks. I'm not convinced that uh, this movement toward Satanism is that the people involved really know what they're getting into. Well, of course it not. It seems very secular. Um, I don't know if they're really worshiping Satan. Well, I know I think, that. I think they're worshiping Satan. I think they're Satan. inadvertently worshiping Satan. But um, I think Satan's fine with it, well, no matter what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which kind of but tells I think you it's just a trend to a lot of people, and I don't think they know what they are dabbling in because, you know, Satan is real, and I don't think they really believe it. They don't appear to believe in God. And when you have to believe in God to believe in Satan? Well, that's a perfect outcome for Satan. Uh, yeah. If you're worshiping him and you don't even know it. Yeah. Well, look, the satanic minister that will be orchestrating the after-school club in Chesapeake, Virginia, at the B.M. Williams Primary School, she, on her Instagram page, she has a photo of an oven, and in that oven is a roasting pan, and inside that roasting pan tell me. is a live baby with Happy Atheist Thanksgiving. I mean, you don't think these people are, are worshiping Satan? I mean, my God. I think I think they're definitely into something satanic, but I don't think they necessarily know that that's Wait a second. They real call themselves Satanists, Patty. They call them, and you're trying to tell us that they did. They, if they, they knew what they were getting into, they would be way more afraid. They just than think they it's are. a naughty little club. They think it's an exactly. Right. That's a good way of and, putting and it. Not, they don't see it as like really the eternal damnation. They and don't, fire and it's and, a trendy thing. And the absolute horror of right. what they're embracing. Right. Well, no, they don't believe in the Satan that we believe in, but they certainly do believe in the Satan that is controlling them. David, you have a comment here. Yeah, I, I just want to point out that this is really nothing all that new in the music industry. Mm. For those of us who are old, old enough to remember the year 1968, there was a hit song by the crazy world of Arthur Brown called Fire, which starts out, I am the God of hell fire, and I bring you fire. I remember that Another song. song that was a hit that year <laughs> by the Rolling Stones was called Sympathy, Sympathy for, for the, the Devil. devil. So uh, this is nothing new for the music industry. I, I'm not sure where the conversation is going here. What, what are you trying to say here? That because of a couple of songs in the 60s and the early 70s, we now leapfrog from that to a stage performance where you're glorifying Satan's to a standing ovation of people who... It's better and, than it's better than and, what Rihanna was glorifying at the Super Bowl. And we're putting after-school yeah. Satan clubs in the public schools for elementary kids. Somehow that's... Nothing new because we had a couple of 1960s songs about Satan. Yeah, it's lay those were laying the groundwork. Yeah, and this representation of Satan is like poppy. Uh, it's almost like cartoonish. Like they want it to be uh, like Satan is fun and you know something to be well, toyed with. Well, yeah. Satan is cool. sexy according to that performance by uh, Sam Smith. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's ridiculous, but it, it, that's what it looks like. It looks like they're just trying to tell people that uh, it's not so bad to worship Satan. All right, well, what I also told Patty when she brought this up earlier this week to me was, even if they, they themselves are just acting out as if they are worshiping or playing with Satan or celebrating Satan, they're sending a message through the Grammys and through after-school Satan clubs to little kids who aren't going to be able to distinguish that yeah. difference. Yes, yeah. that's true. And this thing, this stuff caught hold because, like David, you and I and everyone around this table grew up hearing songs like Highway to Hell and Sympathy for the Devil, and it all became just sort of like just part of our teen culture, and it never raised any red flags. So now the result is that there's whole legions of adults setting up Satanist clubs for, for little kids who really will be steeped in it. I just remember when I was growing up and, you know, even beyond the time that I was growing up, if someone had a satanic club in their community, people were scared of it. Yeah. Right. They were scared they were, of it. They were <laughs> sacrificing living things. Mm-hmm. Now it's puppy to have <laughs> yeah. one. It's, you know, it's fun. And uh, right. you just dress up as Satan. You parade around as Satan. Right. I mean, these. It's like it's Halloween. It's every not day. just these two. I mean, I saw pictures today of ce- celebrities with their red outfits on and their horns on their head now. But, but you know, a bigger question, too, is they, there are adults setting these things up for children. Adults are involved in this. And what about Pfizer sponsoring this? That's not an accident. It took, you know, they knew that they were sponsoring this months in advance, took a lot of practice. They. They knew what they were doing. This wasn't just, didn't just happen by chance. So people behind the scenes sponsoring all this Satanism, they're the concerning ones. Well, I think the whole thing grouped together is very concerning to me because it has become fashionable. And you got a lot of TikTok kids out there nowadays who follow the most bizarre things that they see on a TikTok and they try to emulate what they see on TikTok and all we need left in this country is now, with all the other nutty stuff going on, it's for a bunch of kids to start running around celebrating Satan. Well, I at d- least the, the Idaho group, when they lined up with the whole LGD, LGBTQ thing, that sort of showed the inherent Link. alliance of those two <laughs> things. Right. Besides that, it doesn't matter whether they actually believe in a literal Satan or not because they're acting exactly the way Satan wants them to act and do mm-hmm. what Satan wants them to do. So let's move on to another very controversial subject here, and that is, are there UFOs invading America's <laughs> spacious skies? And while I would say there are UFOs invading America's spacious skies, I don't think there's any question about that, but let's move on from that to the statement from the U.S. Air Force General Glenn Van Kirk. Now, he oversees the North American airspace, and he was asked— are these possibly aliens <laughs> from outer space? His answer is, I haven't ruled out anything. <laughs> Even the most ridiculous of things. Right. He says, at this point, we continue to assess every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America with an attempt to identify it. So this guy, he's the U.S. North American Aerospace Defense Command and Northern Command. And there's never a federal title that can fit on a business card, is mm-hmm. it? I mean, they are always <laughs> so long. <laughs> Golly. Anyway, so he's not ruling out, according to him, that these 
could possibly be aliens. Let's start with that. Anybody here think that these unidentified objects are aliens? Well, the nearest solar system to Earth is by conventional, like by the kinds of travel that we can con conceive of, is 6,000 years away. Uh, it's a 6,000-year trip to get to uh, Proxima Centauri. Right. And that would, so that means that if someone had set out back at the beginning of the ancient Egyptian times, they would just be almost there. For them so to, you're saying there is a chance. Yeah, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so it well, could that's really happen. Not quite what I was getting at. But, yeah, but um, and also but, the, well, the, the, mere, the mere thought that, that you have a te technology that can get you across that distance to get to Earth finally, <clears throat> and then you get shot down by an F-16 just <laughs> wow. doesn't fit. That's the ultimate. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. You get but um, 6,000 years. Man. If they had to start a million years ago with that aircraft that took them all the way to the you know United States, they probably wouldn't have known back then that we would have F-16s to shoot it down, right? I mean, we sent things to Mars right, right now, you know. Yeah, and, but there wouldn't have even even been, been humans here. I mean, when they started out. Well, well anyway, and anyway, they would anyway. also have to have some sort of motivation, and to float a little object in our skies to take pictures is not a motivation. Right? Why come <laughs> all that all. way? Why come all that way just to like you know? Just to around. hover up there yeah, and just to, just I, kind of irritate I us. say the same thing. Yeah. Make contact yeah. if you're going to keep doing this right. decade after decade after decade. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Just like basically come down and ask to come to our leader. You know, just <laughs> right. Show yourself. <laughs> Show just, yourself. They don't right. know who it is. Now. Stop like, floating up there. Don't leave, it, don't leave it up to our government to tell everyone <laughs> that you're here. <laughs> yeah, They're so, going to screw it up. So, it's, so I do not believe in aliens. There you go. U.S. Air Force General Glenn Van Herc totally off of his rocker? Well, I try to imagine what the military strategy session is talking about this. <laughs> if the military thinks that it might be extraterrestrial aliens, aren't they worried about retaliation from them if they're shooting down their aircraft? Now, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, uh, there are plenty of video games. I'm playing one right now that if you was actually you know, attack one of their aliens, you will have upset a colony far, far away that would then come back and retaliate against right. you. Maybe they should play that video game. It's like every time realize. you drop a bomb in the Middle East, you make 500 terrorists. What I don't understand, and maybe I just am stupid when it comes to this, you know, engineering science stuff, but we have planes that can fly above other planes and refuel them in air as they are traveling hundreds of miles an hour, but a simple balloon up in the sky that's not that high up, we actually have to shoot it down. We can't just figure out a different way to drag it to the ground right. and find out what's in it. Or at least, you know, pop it before it floats over the entire country. Because they, <laughs> they literally shot it down as soon as it, it had got, all the it, data yeah, it needed. As soon as it had, the moment it completed its task, <laughs> they were there shooting it down with a, whatever the <laughs> missile that they used yeah. on it. Well, I... Your point is about the aircraft. I think the balloons are too slow for the aircraft to shoot them down. They over overfly them so quickly that something that's just floating there so slowly is hard to hit. I think th well, they, they probably used a radar. It, though? They why used a radar-guided missile. Why don't they have a take net? It out, no problem. Why don't they have a net to just you know suck that thing up in a net and drag it to the ground? Oh yeah, it's sixty thousand feet up in the air. 
which means that if you fired a high-powered rifle these at balo- it, these balloons were sixty thousand feet in. They weren't sixty thousand yeah, feet. Yeah, they were twice the twice twice the altitude of a commercial jet. And you know, a, a uh, high-powered no, 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 rifle, no, no, if you no. shoot it straight up in well, the sky, it goes up like twelve. Either you're feet. right, or the articles I've been reading are are wrong. You know, there's another thing to consider. These balloons were reported by people on the ground. You can still That's see them. What? Right. Yeah, you can still see them. They're enormous balloons. Well, anyway. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Never, nevertheless. I think you, it's all a big CIA operation. U.S. Senator Mark Rubio claims that UFOs have been operating over restricted U.S. airspace for years. And he's been renewing his push to have a permanent, unidentified aerial phenomena task force set up. And he's been pushing that for the last two years. I think we need a czar. Do we, do we need a czar for that? Yeah. yeah. UFOs are. <laughs> UFOs are, yeah. But now, it worked well I, for the border. Yeah. I guess now everybody believes in UFOs, right? I mean, you got to. <laughs> yeah, but somebody knows what they are. Right. I mean, all, all UFO means is unidentified yeah. flying object. It can be something something. Uh, it does not necessarily mean alien. Somebody could have been oh. thrown a banana up in the air and you're not sure what it is, and it's a UFO. And yeah. there could be a reason why these are being shot down, and they're not allowed to come down where anybody can retrieve anything from them. One was shot down in the ocean. I mean, the, I would say another strata, possible strategy of our military is that they don't want us to know what these are. Oh, you mean Biden not being <laughs> transparent? I anyway, that leads me into the next it's point. It's a big days and confuse operation. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has criticized the Biden administration for their lack of transparency and saying that people want to know what they know about these UFOs. I'm going to quote her. People are scared, upset, and believing crazy things. Now, White House Press Secretary... Kareem Jean-Pierre. I don't know why I haven't met him. (laughs) Anyway, uh, she came out and uh, she made this statement. I will tell you this, that this president is the best communicator that we've ever had at the White House. (laughs) This is from the woman who called Canada the other day. The other day she called Canada Canada. (laughs) Canada. It's like she misunderstood the question completely. I know, and, and then expecting then these people are the same people that came up with the you know the idea to have government manage misinformation and disinformation, and yeah. they could care less about telling people what this is. I mean, it's just the the, the worst hypocrisy you can imagine coming from these people. I, I just don't understand how anybody pays attention to them or thinks that they're real. Do they think we're buying it? That's my question. I mean, a lot of people, I guess, are buying it and believing crazy things, and like the aliens are coming, but. Well, after they shot the one down off the coast of South Carolina in the water, well, uh, that they was then a real one. shot one down in Alaska and shot one down in Canada. Yeah. Right? So the first one Canadian. traveled. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Don't get me started about it. <laughs> so the first one was first known by our government to be entering our territory in Alaska they let it go 4,000 miles without shooting it down because I guess there's no open territory in that 4,000 miles to shoot it down. Remember the excuse that they used? They said, we don't want to shoot it down, the Pentagon said, because we're afraid the debris is going to hit something right. or someone. And under that reasoning, that's, you know, China, whoever sent the balloon could say, well, then 100 balloons is going to do even better. Right. <laughs> we have even less incentive to shoot down a thousand balloons that come over us because then we really might hurt, hit somebody. Well, 
It's then cracked. they went down yeah. and they nuts. shot they shot the one in Alaska. They shot the one down in Canada. As soon as they found out, they didn't worry about what was on the ground. So why did they let this first one travel four thousand miles across the United States to gather all this information? Before shooting it down. Well, there. I mean, is, I just don't understand that. Well, some people are saying there big, might be a connection between Biden and China, right. and some kind of right. quid pro quo there. Right, but there's also the fact that the first balloon was a gigantic, like the size of three buses. I mean, it was huge. These other balloons are tiny, like right. in comparison. To, to, I mean. They've referenced the size of a car, but I don't know if it's that big or not. I don't know if they're balloons or not, but they're not anywhere well, near as big as what I wouldn't want a Jeep falling on my head. <laughs> well, keep it, whether it's big Jeep or a little tiny Jeep. Keep in mind also, though, that the news cycle, the news machine in this country needed a nice, long, slowly developing story to get all cranked up on this UFO right. stuff. And what better than something drifting slowly across the United States? Yeah, yeah. What what better to take get, the get, public's just Make attention. sure every single news outlet is finally focused uh, well, on it. Everybody's talking about it. And then you start throwing all these incidents out. I mean, but anybody with common sense knows that in a 4,000-mile trek from Alaska to the South Carolina coast, there had to be a place that oh, didn't yeah. have people where oh, you could yeah. have shot that balloon down. Oh, yeah. So the question is, why did they let it keep traveling that far? I think before to, shooting to it turn down? it into a big public event. They would distract someone from distract everyone from other things that they might be pay, paying attention to. Oh yeah, I mean they they wanted to get the spotlight off of Biden and stuff. And I think once they saw how well and how much the original spy balloon caught on, they were like, "Ooh, we could yeah. just keep doing this, and and, and people are just going to keep paying attention to this and not pay attention to anything else." Well, I have a slightly different idea, giving the military the benefit of the doubt. They may have felt that shooting it down over the ocean, they might be able to to capture and preserve the Chinese military spy equipment on the balloon. But if they shot it down over land, it might get destroyed in the fall. I don't know. That's yeah. Okay. Fall. But nevertheless, that balloon was flying over very sensitive military bases during that mm-hmm. entire track. <laughs> Gathering all this information, and because you shot it down in the ocean before it made its way back to China, as if it was ever going to be making its way back to China. It had already uploaded. It was already uploading all this information. So we are willing, for the sake of finding out what technology is in this balloon, have that balloon run away with all of our information in these military bases, top secret information. Yeah, it was. The whole thing just seems so orchestrated to me. Yep, I agree. I can see why the best communicator the White House has ever had is not talking about it. (laughs) I mean, that's just such a ridiculous statement. I mean, talk about gaslighting, (laughs) the the best communicator in White House history. Donald Trump's two-word concept of fake news is just something everybody needs to have just engraved in their brain. Yeah. Because this was like... I'm, I can't say for certain what it was, but boy, if anything reeks of a big fake news story, it's this. Well, we are waiting with bated breath to find out what else is going to happen here. Right. Well, they keep shooting them down, so we may never know. Hey, uh, <laughs> if you watch Tucker Carlson, he said that there was somewhat of a report, not verified, but somewhat of a report that one of the things they shot down was one of our own uh, weather, weather balloons. Weather balloon. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and that kind of sounds like likely to me <laughs> that, that Biden shot down one of them things. An he innocent, said, do it. An innocent weather balloon. Yeah. 
All right, there's no hiding it. Socialism is creeping across America. Last December, Cook County, including Chicago, launched an unprecedented guaranteed income scheme, which saw 3,200 residents receive $500 a month with no strings attached. Last year, L.A. County did a similar thing, giving 1,000 people $1,000 monthly payments. So this is socialism, right? I mean, you're just giving people free money to do nothing. Well, it's not free. It's coming from... It's coming from taxpayer money. Someone's yeah. paying. Somebody yeah. else's money. Our yeah, I'm going to tell you where they got the money in just a moment. So it's still February. So this month, uh, county leaders from across the United States met in Washington, D.C. to discuss a program called Mayors for Guaranteed Income, which now has 100 city mayors who are behind giving out free money to do nothing. And if you want to see if your city is listed, go to mayors4agi.org. That's mayors4agi.org. And you'll find out if the mayor in your city is also a mayor that wants to give out free money to people to do nothing. So in Chicago, around 91,000 people applied for the program within the first day. And 176,000 people applied for it within three weeks. And here's where the money is coming from. It's coming from the $1 billion that the county received from the American Rescue Plan Mm -hmm. Act signed by President Joe Biden. So it's not just, I want you to know, if you live in this city, that you are the taxpayer that is paying for this free money. We are all now being drafted into this socialist system where the money that we give the government is being turned around and given out freely to other people to do absolutely nothing. They don't even have to work for it. Well, Well, I mean, eventually, as the saying goes, you'll run out of other people's money. So eventually... They haven't so far. (laughs) Well, we're borrowing from future generations. Yeah. Yeah, How far are they going to go? Why they have those 77,000 extra IRS agents. (laughs) All of these programs are serious economic problems in that they're inflationary pressure. And the more inflation, the less the money is worth. So it's, it's really, in the long run, it, it is a self-defeating proposition. Because when everybody has all the money they want, nobody has enough money. Yep. Right now, it's just buying votes. That's all it is, is they get up there and they want to buy votes. And they well, know their course. voters are... Re- I think uh, that's why the aliens are coming here. It's they want. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want to get in on it's this action, free money. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming over the border, too. Yeah. It, it, they did. Where Where did you say they were coming from originally? The um, Proxima Centauri. Okay, yeah. Well, so that's the, just the nearest place yeah, they could okay, be coming Probably. From. I'm not saying they're coming from. And if they go to New York City, they can stay at one of the finest hotels. One of those Rose, hotels. Lots of, they can stay there for free and have meals delivered to them for if free. If they don't mind a lot of cigarette smoke and the smell of tamales cooking all the time. Well, you know, that's... Uh, you know, the only sacrifice they have to pay because they'll get free child care. They'll get free health care. I don't know. They'll get free you know, Xboxes. Free Xboxes. What? Yeah, yep. they, get, they get Xboxes. TVs, smartphones. Yeah, smartphones. Yep. That's right. So it's, it's a, no, no wonder Mayor Adams is crying. We need 
$8 billion. Who's going to give it to us to take care of these 44,000 immigrants that have invaded our city? Well, if you're going to give them everything, it's going to be a problem, right? Especially if you're giving them free hotel. These are hotel rooms that would cost you or me between three to $500 a night to stay in. Yep. And they're getting these things for free. And they're getting food delivered to them for free. Three square meals a day. And they're throwing it out. I I agree with you. The aliens have caught on. And, you know. They're here to. Wait, you said aliens. That was the last story. Right? (laughs) Yeah, that was the last story. So now that, you know, all these stories kind of merge together. Anyway, this giveaway program from these mayors who uh, want to have people. You know, it's called Mayors for Guaranteed Income. Right? Income. What does the word income mean? And you're a wordsmith. What is income? Doesn't that mean you have to earn it? it that... It's coming into you. Now, I always I thought, it. you know, people ask you, what's your income? It's implied I worked for that money. Right. Or you're, you're earning it something. I mean, because you can get income or like interest income off of your, your, your investments and stuff, too. All right. Well, whatever. Well, okay. that's the implication, yeah. though, that it's you somehow did something to get that money and earn that money. Right. It should be called guaranteed handout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it should be. So, But this is going to be great news for the drug addicts, right? Because uh, now they get free money to go out and buy drugs. And that's not just an aspersion against drug addicts because this past week in Portland, Oregon, videos were released of drug addicts using their food stamps to go into stores to buy water, and then they would come out of the store, they would dump the water out of the bottle, then go right back into that same store and get the ten cents per bottle deposit <clears throat> on it, yep. and then go out and buy drugs with it. Yep. And this they've been doing this actually for a long time. This goes back a decade or two. I remember mm-hmm. working stories on that. Really? Yeah, but is, about how to turn food stamps into cash that you can then buy drugs with. That mm-hmm. is such a waste of... Oh, yeah. They would do I it mean, with soda, like, too. Yeah, I mean, but that's such a horrible return on your dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, They're getting so, the stamps for free, so... Sort of reminds you of that Seinfeld episode, right? Where they went out and, you know, they trying to buy all of these, you know, refundable bottles to oh, take yeah. to Michigan or whatever. Stuff the whole truck. Yeah, stuff the <laughs> yeah. truck for cans. And, you know, <laughs> and they sat down with a calculator to try to figure out, you know, whether it was <laughs> worth it or not. And they finally came up with some scheme that made it worth them to actually try to make that trip. Uh, but are we now living in a Seinfeld world? It seems like perhaps we are. Um, well, in Seattle and in Portland probably too, not only um, – do you get your handout of money? You can go out and get free drugs. You yeah. can get free needles. Well, one guy in Portland made the comment to the media that uh, fentanyl is so prevalent on the streets right now that when he used to buy it many years ago, he says he's clean now, but when he used to buy it many years ago, it would cost him $20 a pill. He says you can now get that same pill between a dollar and $2. Yeah. So for these drug addicts to go into the store and take – the water bottle, dump it out, and, you know, you get 10 cents, you know. Yeah. So every 10 bottles, you get a, a fentanyl pill. Yeah, that's so, that's like full-time hmm. employment there. But yeah. now that they know they can get free guaranteed income if they just go to Chicago, they don't have – they can pass that middleman right. of having to buy the bottle, go out in the street, dump the water out, go back in, and yeah. get the cash for it. That's and then a they can heck buy the of a way to launder money to China if Joe <laughs> Biden is doing it that way. And when they – um. Um, when they OD, they can get free Narcan so they can live to do it another day. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to Baltimore, Maryland. I found this absolutely shocking. Not a single kid could pass a math test in 28 Baltimore schools. Not a single, Not a single kid. kid. So Project Baltimore did an investigation and found out that students in, excuse me, 23 city schools could not pass their required level math. That would be 10 high schools, eight elementary schools, three middle high schools, and two elementary middle schools. And this news comes after the fact that the CEO of Baltimore Public Schools, Sonia Santaliz, was superintendent. That, well, right. Is she the superintendent? I think so. Well, the article said uh, CEO yeah. of Baltimore. So, but yeah, this is the good part. Yeah, yeah. She was given a raise from three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars a year to four hundred and forty-four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't even know how to subtract there, apparently. <laughs> I yeah. mean, because she shouldn't be getting a raise. <laughs> well, Baltimore's the fourth most funded largest school system in the country, right? So th I guess they have plenty of money to give, you know, to the, you know, the superintendent and to the administrators, perhaps to the teachers, I don't know, but how that is translating down to students and getting them a good education seems to be a mystery. It is shocking though. I wonder if other school districts are experiencing the same thing or if it's, this is just an issue there. Well, yeah, they the, claim the, that two plus two equals five now. So, I mean, yeah. they, they need to update their tests. I That's don't know. What the problem is. It's a good question. But this was also shocking. 41% of the students in Baltimore have a great point average of just one or less. One percent. <sighs> That's like not even showing up. 1.0. 1 1.0. On a five, four point scales, 1.0. Yeah, 1.0 and, or less. And to be in the top upper half of the class, you can still have a D average of in the upper half of the class, at least in one of these examples. We so those are, these are our future leaders. That's the scary part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. some parents are blaming the fact that the Baltimore City Schools uh, teach kids in their original language from the country they came from. So oh, yeah. they are taught math in Spanish, or they are taught math in Chinese, Arabic, Russia, or French. Yeah, I saw that part, and I was just like, how can they possibly make that work? I don't know. Uh, well, they, obviously, they can't make it work because it's not right. working. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the parents, a mother, one of the students said, I think that some of the drawback of our son's schools is that they are so focused on the language, they're dropping the ball in other areas such as math. I don't understand why, if people come into our country and they go to an American school, why we would feel compelled to try to educate them in their native only language. in their native language when they're going to eventually have to graduate from school and talk to a bunch of people that they're not going to be able to communicate with. That, well, that has been going on for some time, though, I believe. Remember Ebonics when we were yeah. going to put that in the schools? Yeah. Right. Remember Ebonics. that? Really? <laughs> But it, see, it really is just going towards when you put all of this together, you see that they're really just trying to destroy the culture of America. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, they're teaching in the schools and this it really just this highlights it. I mean, because if you say that most of these kids don't have to speak English, how, how are we supposed to communicate to each other easily? They don't want that. 
No, they it, like people separated are people easy to control. Yeah, you're going to go out there, you can't speak English, and you can't do math. Right. I mean, you got nothing going for you. Right. In this country. And you're scared of aliens. <laughs> you're scared <laughs> of aliens. You're Even though you may be one. All right, so watch out, kids. Schools have a wrecking ball headed straight for your head. Yeah. So the Centers for Disease Control did a study, and they found out that in 2021... 57% of teenage girls felt persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness. One out of every three females have considered suicide in the past year. Now, that's for all of the females. But if you break it down into lesbian, gay, bisexual, questioning, or another non-heterosexual identity, the number's even higher. 70% of those people feel hopelessly sad. Yeah, hopelessly I mean, that's, sad. That's because so much for gay pride, right? It's supposed yeah. to be great. Yeah. All happy, know, right? having celebrations, You're parades up and down the gay, street. Yeah. Gay and proud. And where's the gay and gay? <laughs> yeah, where's the gay? 70% of them feel hopelessly sad. That's but, very depressing, though, for our young people. And again, it just shows you how this next generation is just in a downward spiral. Well, it, it it seems to me that it makes me think that like people nowadays think that instead of you making yourself happy, that you have to rely on everybody around you making happy. And who's really going to do that for you, uh, you know? And so they're going to get and they think that suicide is like a legitimate option now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that they, you know, talk about it all the time and present it like You'll go down as a martyr if you do it. You yeah. know, that's what it is. We can change laws if you kill yourself. So You're going to see suicide pride marches in the streets. Yeah. Right? So what's making these people sad? Look, you're going to school nowadays, and I'm not sure what the message is that's supposed to cheer you up. Because, <laughs> you know, they're telling you you're either an oppressor or you are the oppressed. They're telling you that the gender that you're born in might not be the one that you really are. They're pushing all of this crazy information into your heads, making you feel guilty, yet somehow they're surprised that these kids are sad. Because we know that the, the incredible increase of gender transforming into the other sex is coming from females. It's not guys out there wanting to become girls. It's mostly a lot of girls who now want to become boys. Right, or think that they do. Mm -hmm. Right. They just know that they don't want to be their parents' or society's definition of a woman. So they think that means you got to be a man. Well, well, it's tough luck because once you become a man, then you're going to have to lift up, up, up to society's expectations of men. And, and just throw all that stuff away, you know. You're or, female, or you're male, just be the best female you can be. Be the best male you can be. They're going through a typical thing that most young you know, teenage girls go through. They don't like the way they look. Mm -hmm. All little girls go through that. So, but when they express that, they're immediately told, well, you might have gender dysphoria. You might be a boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would make them sad, right? Yeah. And right. make them depressed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And they wonder why these kids That's, are sad and depressed. And your entire peer group is with you riding around in your pocket at all times in your phone. Mm -hmm. And all night it's there by your pillow. And you can never, ever escape. From the the voices of all the all the peers, yeah. So horribly sad. But my point mm -hmm. in leading this off was is that a wrecking ball is now headed for these 
kids' heads. Because the CDC also says schools are on the front lines of the mental health crisis, and they must be equipped with the proven tools that help students thrive. So when I read that, and I read a bunch of other people. Kind of like they're teaching them math. Uh, yeah. 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 So... What they are really doing, and of course, we know the liberals do this all the time. They put out the woe is me scenario. Poor little kids, poor little person. We got to come in and we got to solve the problem so they can shove some liberal ideology down your throat. So they come out with this study here that says, oh, all these kids are sad, they're depressed, or hopelessly sad and depressed. We got to bring in mental health specialists into the school systems now to get into these kids' heads to make them so-called right. But we know that that's not what they're going to do. They're not going to make them right. They're going to push more of this crazy ideology Mm -hmm. on them that's going to make them sadder and even more depressed. Or get them on some kind of, you know, long-term medication that they don't need to be on. Well, what's irritating to me is that they, the more that these people get in control, the worse these kids are, and they say that they know the way to fix it, and it just keeps getting worse. And how... If you look at the results, how can you not see that you're the problem if, if, if this is, yeah. you know, you're the problem. Stop. <laughs> Just go away and let it go back to the way it was before. You may not have liked your childhood, but a lot more kids were a lot safer and happier before. And now they have no idea who they are, what they are, how to do math, how to read, how to speak English, how yeah. to talk to each other. But the, my point is, how much is this, of this is just a setup so they have an excuse to bring in these mental health get, uh, professionals to warp the minds of these kids? So another similar survey was released last Wednesday by Effective School Solutions, and they found that 9 in 10 school administrators say students are battling moderate to severe mental health challenges. And here, again, is another quote similar We got to get these kids help. We need innovative, holistic solutions to address this growing crisis and give our schools and students the clinical mental health resources they deserve. So, again, we got to get these mental health professionals into the schools. And you think they're going to be telling the parents what they're they're putting into the heads of these kids? It's just frying pan. Right. They're already hiding a lot of this stuff from parents. Right. So, joining that bandwagon is. Joe Biden, the liar in chief. He said, when millions of young people are struggling with bullying, violence, trauma, we owe them greater access to mental health care at school. I mean, I could just tear that apart, right? These kids aren't struggling with the so-called bullying, violence, and trauma. They're struggling with all the crap that you're putting into their head, causing them to hate themselves and to question themselves, and to hate their peers, and to hate their parents, and to make their life absolutely miserable. That's what's doing it. It's not the bullying and the violence. I'm sure some of that goes on. But that didn't suddenly have the increase where maybe one out of 10 kids had a severe mental health problem to now nine out of 10 kids have a moderate to severe, nine out of 10 kids, 90% of the kids is what they're saying, has a moderate to severe health problem. A mental health problem. So let's bring in the professionals to solve this thing. Bring in Dr. Trans to come in and fix Mm -hmm. your head. And as we might expect, the U.S. Department of Education has developed a $280 million grant program (laughs) to help schools hire more mental health counselors. You see why I started this? A wrecking ball is headed toward the heads 
of these kids. I've been reading that um, some school districts are actually closing for, you know, lack of students because so many students are now being homeschooled. And that's because parents are just fed up with the woke ideology that they're getting. And maybe that just needs to happen more, you know, to get um, these school administrators off the backs of our kids. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense to me. Uh, Sending them to public schools nowadays just seems like sending your child off to the wolves. I mean, because it doesn't matter what you want them to, to, to be based. Like if I want my child to be strong and to not cave to uh, this victimhood mentality and say, uh, instead of crying, you know, you know, fight back instead of wanting to kill yourself, you know, try to fix whatever solution right. or problem that you're having. Learn a useful skill, read some books, right, learn right. some history. So here's the danger when you start bringing in these social health care workers into the schools to solve these mental problems kids are having. So this week, a mother in Maine has called for an investigation into her 13-year-old daughter's school after she claims a social worker gave her a gender transitioning device known as a chest binder that the social worker encouraged to not let her parents know about. Now, anybody not familiar with a chest binder, it's a chest flattening garment. And even then, I'm not exactly sure what the point of it is. Does anybody know? I it's don't know. basically a well, I know what sports, it does. sports bra well, that makes you look less like a girl. Right? Yeah, but but it, it, you're still going to grow your breasts. I mean, how long can you yeah. wear a chest binder? And they're not going to work on everyone, obviously. And well, I guess it's just while you're, you know, in the process of transitioning before you yeah. can have that surgery before that they're going to push the you into. Right before you can get maimed by right. some surgeon. Well, the girl's mother, Amber Levine, said this: the first time I really started to hear her discuss gender ideology in general, she's talking about her daughter here. She started talking about a friend being pansexual and another friend being polysexual. She <laughs> said, I'm like, why are you we, like parents? Why are we talking sexual right now? You're just eleven. <laughs> wow. Mm, so here eleven year old has a friend who is pansexual and also another friend who is polysexual. And you gotta wonder why these kids are suffering from severe mental health problems i actually don't know what those mean <laughs> should i should i know what those mean what is pansexual what is that i mean? think pansexual is pretty much when you're open to anything then what's polysexual that's when you're open to lots of things <laughs> <laughs> okay either that, that or, or that's when you're into parrots. that's way clearer now thanks <laughs> yeah, that's why need, you're into parrots we need a, a new show <laughs> are you smarter than an 11 year old <laughs> No, poly, yes, poly means a lot. Eleven-year-old could explain okay. that. Yeah, eleven-year-old could explain it, but you know, us adults, we can't explain it. So, are we smarter than eleven-year-old? I doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the idea of these things existing is is is, is stupid. Well, these ideas are being <laughs> circulated through these peer groups of kids through their social media. But they can't be originating there. They have no, to be coming no. from adults because we didn't. Right. Ever right. talk about stuff right. like that? Just like it's clear kid. that the teachers at this main school, somebody put her up to this. Somebody got her this garment. Yeah, and told a social her. worker at school right. got her. An yeah. adult, an adult probably with pink hair or something. 
Well, also uh, in the article, the Not mother wrong with first called the principal <laughs> and complained that her daughter came home with a chest binder. Mm-hmm. And the, even the principal didn't know what that was. And she was thinking it had something to do with a book. Yeah, like a three-ring binder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, having found out the principal, what actually took place, she's now no longer talking to the mother. They totally cut the mother off. They don't have anything to do with the mother anymore. Because apparently what's going to rule here is not the mother's concern or a principal who got caught off guard about what a chest binder was. It's the liberal ideology in these schools are cracking down and saying to you as a parent, you have no say in this. We will say, and actually we're going to bring in more of these social workers because we got to deal with this problem that nine out of 10 kids are now suffering from mental health problems. And these people actually say that, it's really not your concern what the school teaches your child because mm-hmm. it's, what the, it's what the community wants your child to learn that matters, not what you want them to learn. That's and very Soviet, too. That's very yeah. Marxist, yep. that, that philosophy. Yep. They're, they're the not your children. They're our children. It's the collective. But what Patty said is like offered the only glimmer of hope to me, which is homeschooling. And uh, the more people who do it and just totally reject this system, uh, the better. So, and Michael, the, the sad- I ho- Michael, I hope you're ready to homeschool your kid. Well, the, but that's not easy because no, you know you've you're already paying your your school taxes. Everybody yes. pays school taxes. You're still paying for, their, for all this garbage. You're paying for all this garbage, but it, not everybody can put their child in a uh, can homeschool or can stay home to do it or put their child in a private school. So that's it's a really lose lose situation for yeah, parents. And who's really going to lose in that situation? And it, uh, people will argue with me, and and I understand their argument, but if. People who can't afford move their kids into homeschool or feel they have to move into homeschool, the ones that cannot afford, those kids still got to go to the public schools. Mm-hmm. And now guess what? There's fewer and fewer and fewer parents that's going to be out there opposing what these kids mm-hmm. are going to be taught. Right. And that's going to mean even more yeah. of these kids the are going are gonna to be hopelessly really down swallowed up yeah. into this thing. So, David, you've been quiet for a while. Before I sign off, you got any words of wisdom you would like to shed? Well... You know, I agree with pretty much everything you said. To me, it is totally insane to think that affirming a child's dissatisfaction with their natural body is somehow going to be healthier for them mentally than trying <laughs> to make them satisfied with the body that God gave them. And that is wisdom there. Yes. That is absolute wisdom because it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. But none of this does. That's why we're here at Shout Out Patriots because we want to shout out the truth. We want to shout out encouragement. We want to shout out for people to get involved in their community and not give up, not fold your hands, get out there, you know, listen to our program and share our program with other individuals. We are growing. We like the growth that we're seeing. And uh, we will be absolutely thrilled to have you back next week. So until then, have a good night.